Well, first of all, Kat Von D has five acting credits to her name, so she is an actress. <laughs> Kat Von D, huh? By the way, there's a hive. Order that. There's a Kat Von D hive that's, uh, that's questioning us on, uh, on Twitter right now is all I'm saying. Okay. She has that. But anyway, for what you need to know, both Julio Urias and David Price pitched today. Julio Urias was actually was fantastic. Nine up, nine down, 26 pitches. Really, really good. David Price was the same. He had three up, three down on 11 pitches. And so the pitching staff is starting to look nice. Uh, David Price, though, while Trevor Bauer was being looked at by the Dodgers, went to Andrew Friedman, and he said, I will play whatever position you want me to for as a pitcher i can be a reliever or i can be a starter whatever it is you need whatever will get us to a championship lz mm -hmm. what do you think of david price giving himself up to any spot um so i'm looking at her credits <laughs> <laughs> the, she has five acting credits yeah and they all they all say they're playing herself well you know that's not cameos. acting it's did not you, did, about Kat Von D. This is about the Greg putting her in an actor's category. Throwing me under the bus. You, you, and throwing Laura under the bus. For on National Women's fun. Day. Yeah, on yeah, International Women's Day. I apologize, Laura. That was, that was wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> still the funniest thing that's happened on this show. And one of them, anyway, and one of them uh, George, is called a video short. Not even like a real thing. Yeah. No, look, Life in Pieces is a TV series. She was tattooed Valentine guitar pregnant, <laughs> and she was Lois. <laughs> she wasn't okay, Kat Von D. She was Greg, Lois. what the hell did you ask about she David wasn't Price? Kat Von D. <laughs> uh, she, uh, David Price said that he will pitch out of the pen or Good. as a starter. That's awesome. That's what we need because we've been talking about this, LZ, since it was directed at you. Uh, we've been talking about this. Like, There's too many arms to put in the starting rotation. Somebody's got to go to the bullpen, and if Price wants to do it, let's go. It's so hard for me to let go of this acting credit thing. I understand. Because I understand. Because you get like, fixated on it. I'm like, even though the name says Lois, it's a tattooed pregnant person while she was tattooed and pregnant. Like, it's not I even like, this isn't like, you know, someone's like actually going out and becoming something different. That's like what acting should be. She just really just showed up as herself, and instead of calling her a cat, they called her Lois. And I'm glad that David Price has said that he's willing to do whatever it takes, <laughs> considering that we won without him doing anything. Well, there, there it is right there, is, is that if you're David Price, you're like, hey, um, so I know you guys got me, and then I you know, bounced on the season because of COVID, which you know, now that I look back on it, you know, nobody kind of really got it, and you guys went on to win the World no, Series without no, no, me. No, no, that's not no, true. No, not, no, Scott, no, that's so wrong, man. Yeah. Yeah, at the end there was a big deal of somebody. No, 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 yes. no, but no, no, but no, no, but but it was over. I mean, and then and you're, then the you're Justin saying Turner that it, would, it wouldn't have affected his play, is what you're saying? Because I'm they were saying in a that he could have he could have right. gotten to the finish line, is what I'm right. saying. Yes, but, yes. And so yes. from his perspective, right. what he's thinking is, hey, so I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. I want to be a part of this. Right. He, he has FOMO, fear of missing out. I would say so. Oh, I would I say, gonna, hey, look, I was going to go what? off on you in a second. I'm oh no, no, no. No, 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 not listen. you, George. He said FOMO, and I was like, "What? <laughs> is that VOMO? Is that what is that Von? Is, is that, that FOMO? Like FOMO okay. with an F? Right. <laughs> I'm just checking you, dog. Hey, After what Greg just pulled, man. After what Greg just pulled, man. After what Greg just did, to Laura. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not Greg, though. No, come on. Uh. <laughs> 
I'm just these ears are working really well, man. They're clean, fast, Stupid, man. because Greg took time out to call his shot oh and God. put all of us in a tailspin. <laughs> Uh, she's an attractive lady. What do you want me to say? Okay, to you, you want to <laughs> just say that? Crush. It's then fine. Just say it's that. Fine. Exactly. It's fine. Don't have me second guessing whether or not I've missed all these movies starting Cat Fondue. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Or hearing. TV. Or having LZ think that I'm saying something that's not FOMO. Exactly. FOMO. Right. Yes. FOMO. Very different word. All right. Very different yes. word. Fear of missing out. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. yes. Right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> no FOMO. That's, uh, okay. That's, Here we go. <laughs> that's what you need to know. <laughs> Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. What's Good happening times. today? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. I'm going to uh, get off yo. this woman's page because it's starting to obsess me. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> yeah, stop. Okay. Stop. Cat fondue. Yo, let, me, let me ask you guys a question. Um. You know, it was it, today is the 50 year anniversary of Frazier beating Ali at Madison Square Garden, and ESPN and ABC did a fantastic job this week. I don't know if anyone saw this, but um, at 11 Pacific in the morning uh, on ABC, they ran a digitally remastered version of that fight for the 50 year anniversary. Man, it was awesome to watch. I got a chance to watch some of it because I just happened to be home. And I was flipping through the channels, watching the morning news, I guess, before or whatever. Um, and it just was on. I was like, oh, man, this is cool. And it wasn't even just the fight, because the fight was obviously tremendous. It's historical. But, like, just thinking to myself as I see in the crowd, Frank Sinatra's out there with, like, a camera with his huge lens. And he's, like, taking pictures for some magazine or something like that, um, like, as their photographer for the fight. Like, it was just something wild like that. And it made me think, like, you know, I wasn't born then, obviously, in 1971, but, like... What do you mean, obviously? If, well, I'm okay. just saying, because I've told people I'm 43 yeah. years old. Why, oh. You could be born in 1971. It's okay. You yeah, know, it's all right. Fine. Well, I don't uh, think he has a I'm, choice. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's true. But I'm... So, I was thinking to myself, man, it would have been cool to have been at that fight, like, to have been old enough to be there. Like, if you could pick, Scott, like, a sporting event that you weren't born yet for, oh, that my. you could say, I would love to have been here... If I could, if I could place myself magically in a time machine, uh, what would it be? Something that you didn't get a chance to, to see oh, live. Oh, man, or, or good question. Ripping. Really good question. You know, I saw, just really quickly, I saw this Ali-Frazier uh, fight on Saturday night. And the one thing that struck me uh, as I was watching it was, it seemed, and the, the punishment Ali seemed to be receiving. You know, yeah. like Frazier's hands were like big and heavy, and it seemed like every punch he threw his whole body into it. Mm -hmm. And every time he hit Ali, I was like, and he was on the ropes, so I was like, man, what we know became of Muhammad Ali, wow, look back then at what was going on in his life, you know, just the constant punishment, man. Um, but as far as a sporting event that I, that I wasn't born for that I would like to be at, wow, that's a really, really good question. Oh, man. You put me on. I'm thinking about this right That's now. That's fine. You could, if, if you want to pass for a second, LZ can go. If LZ's got one that, that he would love to have been at. Oh, absolutely. LZ, I'm going to pass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm going to pass. Yes, I'll pass. Oh. Thank you, George. I'll pass. First of all, um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to go to the Boxing Hall of Fame. Uh, I have. I've not. And the ring from this fight that we're talking about uh, is in the Hall of Fame. It's okay. like the complete centerpiece. So it's wow. so cool that you... You know, obviously, that you don't see all the bloodstains and stuff, but you walk <laughs> in, 
And like you instantly see this ring. And I didn't know it was there until I yeah. got to and through the doors mm-hmm. and was asking the director. And he told me, and I was like, holy cow, this was absolutely incredible. So I would have loved to have been to that fight, obviously, right. for all the yeah. history. But that's not my first choice. Okay. My first choice is definitely 68 Mexico City. Oh, okay. Definitely, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Giancarlo? I, I, right. I would have yeah. loved to have been there for that because someone needed to control the media afterwards because at that time there weren't a lot of minority voices. Right. And so not only were they being vilified, you know, by politicians and by our obviously Olympic officials, but to have so many voices in media talk about that moment in a vacuum as right. if as if they just decided to do this arbitrarily and there right. wasn't a reason for it. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. That that that's that a good a one. That's a, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good one to come up with. Like, you know, why I wanted to be there and what I could have contributed. That's good. See, I was thinking about this like in a totally shallow way. Like what You were thinking just as a fan. Well, I was thinking fine. about like I was thinking about like what sporting event have I not been to that I would like to go to that I want to go to one that was completely utterly historic. Right. And see, Elsie, you came up with something deep. Me, I'm just a shallow thinker. I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, wouldn't it have been cool to be back in Yankee Stadium when everybody was just wearing like suits and ties and hats and and there was Babe Ruth out? Like, that's that's lame. You came up with a good deep one. Well, I now mean, I they, feel dumb. They, they wouldn't have allowed any black players on the court on the field, so that would have tempered things a little bit for me back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there's I that. About yeah, it that yeah, way, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to be a um, downer. Hey, no, I'm now killing the bit. Hey, I got your job now. <laughs> There we uh, go. Yeah, man. man. Hopefully, yeah. I can get in the open now. There you go. <laughs> and now, now Chris will just make fun of you. Yeah. All right. So let me let me ask you this. Let's let with the Lakers situation. We kind of were talking about the potential of adding a player, and, and obviously the preferences through the buyout. But the Anthony Davis thing is what looms here. And Elsie, I asked you the question: If by March 25th, and hopefully we know before then. But if by March 25th you don't know Anthony Davis' status, you're willing to make a move, uh, a trade to help uh, augment this team to benefit LeBron's skill set particularly. Scott, were you there as well other than Schroeder, right, if I have that correct? Yeah, to me, listen, I use the word untradeable. Okay, it's a bit of an exaggeration. But what I'm saying is, is AD and LeBron, you're not exactly entertaining offers, are you? No. Schroeder, Schroeder to me is a guy who is the energy on the floor. I like him, and I think we saw what they were when he wasn't around and what they were, I think, when he came back. Otherwise, Kuzma, Caruso, I mean, everybody else, THT, even though I'm intrigued by the young talent, I think everybody else is is fair game because every year that LeBron wears a Laker uniform, he's got to be going for a championship. There is no, oh, you know what, we'll wait until AD comes back next year. You cannot waste any time with LeBron. All right, let's go to the phone. Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, what's up? Hey, guys. Yeah, sort of stealing my thunder a little bit. I agree. Unfortunately, after those big three, A.D., LeBron, and Schroeder, it drops off, man. I was disappointed. You know, I really was. I just wanted to real quick address the big. And here's a nice question. I'm glad they're addressing the big because I knew when they got rid of um, both uh, JaVale McGee and Dwight that we're going to have problems, and it bit them in the butt, and I knew it would. Um, let me ask you a question. Who's the outside drop-dead three-point shooter for the Lakers? Oh, there is Hello? none. Yeah, there's yeah, none. Thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, notice yeah. that that big uh, pause there. They need to address that. They want to move forward with the NBA and the direction it's going. You want to beat a team like Brooklyn? 
you better get some shooting, man. You can't just trade two for threes and think you're going to defend them and, and win a title. So they need to address that. It'll be – well, look, it's on the list. We've talked about it, and thank you for the call, Solomon. You know, LZ, when we were talking about this last week, we, we mentioned a shooter, uh, a yep. guy who can play – who can shoot threes and play a little defense uh, would be a bonus too um, because this team's shooting has been very up and down. Like, at the beginning of the season, it was great. And for the most part, man, over the last month or so, it has fallen off a cliff. So – there, there does need to be some consistency to that part of the game, too. Uh, absolutely. What I can't figure out, though, George, is if the part that's been falling off as a team has to do with legs that have just gotten tired and it's caught up to them. Because your legs, the first thing that happens, you know, when you're tired is you lose your legs. And if you're shooting threes, clearly you need your legs. Um, the other thing, too, is from a team statistical standpoint, LeBron James in particular has fallen off a cliff. And because he's taken so many threes and he's making so few of them over the past month or so, I wonder if that's over-impacting the team's overall mm. statistics in terms of three-point shooting because of how many he takes and how poorly he's been shooting as of late as opposed to an overall statement about the team's three-point shooting. That's um, interesting, yeah. And I then the other thing that. is, you know, we got guys that can knock down a shot. You know, and the formula has especially been, open ones, especially open ones, open ones right? We and saw that in the finals been, last year. Yeah, exactly. We saw that last and, year. And, yeah. and the formula has been at least one, if not two, of these guys are going to be hot that night. Like all of them won't be hot, but we have enough capable shooters that we can find two guys that can knock down three or four triples yeah. when we need them to. I just would like to add one more to Solomon's point, though. Yeah, you I, know I, what? Yeah, you, just pick you, you up know, Kyle Korver. I honestly think you just pick up Kyle Korver. Well, I, I just want to say this. After what I saw this past weekend at the All-Star game, seems to be a lot of chumminess between LeBron and Steph. Well, that ain't going to help us this year. I understand. So, I don't think it's going to help you ever. But so I'm looking into my crystal I, I, ball here, and, and, and I'm it, going, eventually, I want to see Steph, but, but Scott, AD, and LeBron. Can I can I give you some, some real, real, real talk for a real second? Talk. Save it for the other side. How about right. that? Save All it right. for the other side. Plus, Laura's got a great first, mo uh, first time uh, moment she'd like to be at. We were talking about, uh, basically because of the 50-year anniversary of Ali and Frazier, a sporting event that you weren't born for that you wish you could have been at. 877-710-ESPN. We'll have Laura's on the other side, plus LZ's thought on the Lakers there in just a second. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Perfect International Women's Day song. Dude, when I hear this song, I just stop, man. I just stop. I want to light a, a blunt. I'm going to need Laura to change it or get in trouble. Because <laughs> <laughs> when that beat pops, man. Don't, don't, don't. Down and don't. Down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. Well, I, I was looking during the birthdays to see if it was something Greg uh, – <laughs> Greg and see if Meryl Streep's birthday was today, but he decided to give us Cat Van Du instead. <laughs> I was fondue. Fondue. Sorry, fondue. Sorry. Fondue. Von D. Von D. Von D. It sounded like he said fondue. That's all. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. You're just hungry. Right. Yeah. You know what? That actually hungry, is man. that's not wrong either. I am kind of hungry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, Laura, before we move on, um, 
to answer LZ's question about the Lakers, you had a great suggestion. We were talking about the 50th anniversary of Ali Frazier, and we were asking people to chime in with sporting events they wish they could have been at but they weren't born for yet, and you had one that was great. Yeah, so I started thinking I had a few, and I said the first time Jackie Robinson was called out to play in the majors, like I would have loved to yeah. be there. Just It, it transcended so many things besides baseball. That was deep nice. thinkers around here. This is impressive. Very deep. I was thinking so shallow. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're not going to judge the way you were thinking on air. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like, you're good. On air, we'll judge the hell out of it. On air, we'll yeah. be all right. Did you catch that? No, I feel like we've hit a certain stride where here, there's nothing being held back on this one. Yeah. It doesn't even on air, off air. It's just going to be what it is. And we're good. We're good with it. No, I mean, I, I have those choices, too. It's yeah. just well, my top choice yeah. would be there in 68. Right. But I, I, I got plenty of other things. I would have loved to have been in, you know, in the stadium when, you know, Michigan blew the game against Michigan State. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that sounded incredible. I was at a wedding, and we were at the reception. And, it was, and there was a group of us at this reception huddled around an iPhone trying not to get caught watching the last few minutes of the Michigan game. Right. It was such a huge game. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you were bo- you were born for that one. But, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of events that we could you could right. pick from. For yeah, sure. we were, I would have been out. 10 years old in 1980 for the 1980 U.S. Olympic team. Yeah. Um, that would have been, I mean, you think about all-time things to have been in because, you know, oh tiny my God, little yeah. arena and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just it always looks so – like low definition, and, you know, on yeah, TV. So and, and you would have been there live, whereas that thing didn't run for hours later, right? Yeah, that's right. In real yeah. life, for the rest of the country, that yeah. yeah, that was that would have been pretty cool for sure. Uh, all right, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. If you want to hop aboard now, LZ, we, they you were asked a Lakers question, or we were going to make a Lakers comment uh, off of uh, what Scott was talking about. So well, you guys were you saying say? sharpshooter. You guys were saying you know shooters. LZ was or, saying that there are a couple of guys that can knock down shots, and I was saying that I'm looking into my crystal ball. And after watching LeBron and Steph so chummy at the All Star game, the future hope would be LeBron and Steph team up at some point. Well, then, I. I well, I was going to say the the real real talk aspect of it is that um, I don't think that those two gentlemen dislike each other to the point that a lot of people think they do. I agree because I believe that those two men are very focused on the bigger picture, and so he- because they're focused in on the bigger bigger picture, there will never be the kind of beef that we may hunger for from the 80s and 90s and 2000s even, you're just not going to see that because a lot, of these, a lot of these men, they're focused on a much bigger picture now and they're not going to come at each other. That doesn't mean they won't have disagreements and they won't be competitive, but they're not going to come at each other with the same sort of vitriol that we're used to seeing in, in leagues past. Oh, well, I agree, agreed that they will come out w- with that vitriol. But those two have been hyper-competitive and have had their shots at each other of over course. the years. Yeah, yeah, There's no that's, doubt about that. That's just Even, ball. But yeah. I'm talking about before where it looked as if it was really personal. No, no. What yeah, I would like, say is this is what I would tell you. In 2016, I can tell you this. You know, they, they can deny this all they want, but I, I, I know this. I am telling you I know this, that in 2016 – when people were saying Steph was the best player on the planet before that finals, LeBron took that bleep personally. Oh, oh no doubt. No yeah. doubt. But guess what? He took it out on Steph 
but that wasn't about Steph. No, agreed, that was but there other was this competitive saying, thing between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, sure. of course. I mean, they were yeah. in the finals against each other. Of course, it's competitive. What I'm saying Four is, times, right. yeah. is that when you when you look at what they're doing off the court, they're doing yeah, that brings them together. That it's brings a, them together than every, basketball. exactly yes. every yes. single yes. time. So yeah, what, for sure, we're agreed. just not going to see. Yeah. The, the kind of hate that we saw in no. the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. No. That's no. just not going to happen anymore. Because these guys are doing something different with their lives exactly. than the previous generations did. For sure, 100%. So that is always common ground. But between those lines, when they're facing each other, if they're facing each other in the conference finals, it could get chippy. I could see that. Oh, because, oh, God, again, yeah. it's between the lines. Listen, my best friend in the world, when he comes to net, I'm trying to beam him right in the you-know-what. Now that's my boy, but when we <laughs> playing tennis, don't come at net trying to intimidate me like you gonna volley my no dog. He knows better than that. So yeah. that's I mean so I, you can have both, you can do both. I just think that the league back in the day, George and Cap, you didn't really think what our perception of it was that they hated each other legitimately and would never hang out and blah 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 blah. Like Isaiah and Michael. Exactly. Whereas today, no, it's like no. they got Obama on on speed dial. Like, yo, I was right. talking to B the other day. Yeah, me too. What do you think about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's work on. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different now. It's different. Yeah. It, it's I see exactly what you're saying, though, LZ, about how these guys are. And I love how you, by the way, the way you call them men. I, I say guys. I mean, I just these guys are these players. It's bigger than than just ball for them now. And so combining forces, um, whether you're on the same team or not is 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 a good thing um what i'm talking about is the way i saw these two loving each other in this all-star weekend you know and then the the love fest on twitter it has a lot of people speculating the future of when steph's contract is up i think it's 22 that could there be a, a a lebron steph ad union that would be you know, one super team where they would finally play together and combine forces, and and I would love to see that. I might quit I, media if that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, it would be the biggest thing maybe <laughs> ever just, in like, that sport because I, I'll say this, they are by far the two most popular players. I don't right. think there's any question. Um, I mean, the metrics will tell you that that's the case. Uh, so, and obviously, you're talking about the greatest shooter of all time, arguably the greatest player of all time coming together plus Anthony Davis's extraterrestrial cheat code. Yeah. Give, us, it would, give Anthony Davis something of all time too, George. Um, greatest, most versatile, greatest, most versatile seven footer I've ever seen. All right. That works. Okay. I mean, it was good uh, try, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, it's I just, he know. gave all time to the other two and I just, they are all AD. time though. <laughs> Not much I can do there. <laughs> um, so just feel bad for the young man. That's yeah, all. I hear you. I hear you. I get it. Uh, but yeah, it would be insane. Like the world would stop. It would be the only thing that could, that would recreate what we saw in 2010 when, when LeBron did the thing that f- made everyone furious the first time, you know, right. like, so it, it might be the thing that rivals that, like because I, I also think there was just a different time, right? Like right. America but, was weird. Like it's but, weird now. Trust but there's me. There's legitimately but, no reason at all for Steph to leave for the Lakers. No, or there's leave, that. Period. Too. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Or leave. Period. Like the only the Warriors only, are never letting him leave. No. The Warriors are never letting him leave. They're no. the most quote unquote conscientious franchise probably in the league, if not yeah. all of sports. Right. Um. Like, there's no way I can yeah. see him leaving 
except for one thing and one thing only. What's that? Just to see if he can do it somewhere else. Oh, right. Just to see. Yeah. Just to see if I can do it again. What if Aisha wants to come to Southern California? Well, I don't know about that. Well, she uh, she has opened some restaurants down here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been, she was an actress, remember? So. Listen, every every player's got a house in L.A. And we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we could play this game all day. I'm just I, trying to see if we can convince you. All I, right, don't, eight, I, I, don't, I don't see it happen. There's no reason for him to come here. Okay. Uh, all right. Coming up next, Blake Griffin on the move. And LeBron reveals something that kind of took people aback a little bit in his pregame press conference for the All-Star game. And people were like, oh, okay. So we'll talk about that coming up in four and a half minutes. Stick around. 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sit down, LZ Cap with you here at 710 ESPN. So... I will say this, as soon as that All-Star game was over, I flipped right to Oprah. LZ, I needed to see Oprah. Oprah, to me, is the greatest interviewer we have. It's her and Howard Stern are the top two people. Like you get, They get somebody in a room, and they will get all the best stuff out of them. Oprah's number one for this reason. Just she is so perfect at knowing when to emote back towards her interview subject and also her facial expressions she knows how to when to lean in when to lean out she tips the glasses does the brian gumbel move like oprah not only does she have the interview portions the tackling and blocking part of that unbelievably perfect she just dominates when she's on camera man so i was happy just as a tv media dork just to watch her and then all the stuff that came out was just like damn you know, I was talking with uh, my producer um, this morning. We were shooting um, uh, LA Times Today, and we were talking about the interview. And I said, you know, the thing that Oprah does is so simple, and yet it's very difficult for people to do. She listens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been, and I'm sure you have as well, George, and, and you as well, Cap, we've all prepared for important interviews before. But many of us in our industry get so consumed with our prepared questions mm-hmm. that have been workshopped for three days right. that we forget that that's just a use in case you need to break glass list of questions. Correct. The questions are supposed to come from listening. And I'm sure Oprah had her break glass questions, but because she was listening, she was able to do exactly what you're saying, George, which is expertly navigate these those interviews um, with two fascinating people about a topic that many people don't know about. Yeah, let's kind of start there, okay? So not knowing about it, I'm going to just have to just air this out to you guys. The royal family, British monarchy, the fact that there's a queen, 
the fact that these people live in these palaces and they live this ultra wealthy life and they have protection and security and yet they're not governing they're not leading um to me i've never found them interesting i don't understand people's fixation with them and so when i when i started to hear about this interview i was like okay you know this kind of sounds sort of interesting i watched a lot of the clips today what's shocking is what comes out of these kinds of interviews right and now the world guessing like okay who's it gonna be who's gonna get aired out here somebody give them up or her up who are they gonna give up oh we're not gonna tell you oprah come on somebody tell us please um well they definitely said the queen wasn't uh you know was wasn't one of them like but mm -hmm. they they you know they left you to think about everybody else i just thought this was interesting too again from just like a tv standpoint not to get into the nuts and bolts of what was necessarily said although there are plenty of places you can find that i think from a media perspective the fact that 17 million people watch this it's insane like, that's like game six or seven of an NBA Finals pre-COVID. That's like more than a World Series game in probably, you know, I guess outside of that Cubs series, right? Like, that's because, a lot of people, Because, LZ. George, because, listen, this is what that, that interview was. This is the story of a young black girl growing mm -hmm. up in California and in a culture that, one encourages women to get married, and two, from the time in which they can barely able to read, fantasize about marrying a prince and becoming Correct. a princess one day. Yeah. This woman did exactly that. Right. And less than three years later, said, y'all can keep all of this ish. I'm coming yeah. back to America. It's, nice, so, it's nonsense. So, yeah. so we yeah, yeah. needed to know yeah. just how racist it was Right. so that a little girl who always dreamed or at least was exposed to the culture of dreaming to marry a prince one day. Right. What in the hell was going on in that palace that made you say, y'all can keep all this. I'm going back. Right. It had to be really, really bad. It had to be really, yeah. really bad. And really, oh, really by the bad. way, it was. And, so and there's she a, almost, well, she th right, she thought about killing herself, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was wild. Like, what's it was the name explosive. of the show that's, um, that's like a Netflix show that's about the royal family? Oh, the Crown. Um, the Crown. Okay, the crown. the crown. So I haven't yeah. seen that. Somebody told me today, they're like, if you watch The Crown, then none of what you heard last night is Was going that, to surprise you. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you this. It didn't surprise me a ton in retrospect. Well, it, it was explosive to hear, right, because we'd never heard that before. Um, and I thought that tells his point it was important for that to be said, right, because it's been implied and reported, but it's different from someone from the inside saying it which we've never had, right? So, and it being a young black woman, I think, raises that even further. Um, but what I would say, you know, look, CNN had a series not that long ago uh, about the Royals. And it had a lot of dirt in there about their kind of nefarious sort of activities or uh, just, you know, activities that you'd be like, what? Like, what is going on there? So, um, in that regard, yes, I, I do think that, that, you may know a little, but to hear it, I think, is different. Um, so 17 million people, okay, watch this, from coast to coast. It cost them, CBS, it cost them, LZ, $7 million for the rights to this. None of it went to the Royals, according to reports, but our go? girl Oprah getting paid, and good for her. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see a problem. Yeah. You know, it's like, well... It's Oprah. 
Yeah. I th- Hell yeah. I, I, honestly, I thought the number was a little low. I was shocked. I was expecting at least 10 to 20 million myself. Really? Okay. Well, well, if an actor can get paid twenty million dollars to make a movie, oh no, 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 no! I think you meant low. In, uh, no, 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 no! I'm not talking about the money. I thought you meant low, like in the amount of people that watched it. My no, bad. no, no! I meant the money. When oh. I saw that, I was like, going, huh? I thought it would have been a lot more, yeah. but um, of course, it's Oprah. But yeah. the the story is important, Cap, um, because over the last, you know, I don't know, since May, basically, right? The Globe has been having a come to Jesus meeting when it comes to race relations. Mm -hmm. And as we're deliberating the fallout from, you know, the interview yesterday on the day that George Floyd's jury uh, in terms of the the Derek Chauvin uh, trial is going. Right. It's being selected today. It's just perfect symmetry because it was the death of George Floyd that sort of sparked this sort of global conversation. So it makes perfect sense to me. Um, whether I don't care about the Royals either, like you, on a personal level, but because they are lording over many nations still as a commonwealth around the globe, their influence needs to be looked at constantly. Yeah, sure. This was, I, this was I, valuable information yeah. to have. I know. I've got that like arrogant American thing when I look at the Royals and I'm like, when you say the Royals, you mean the Kansas City Royals? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and and so I have that thing where I'm like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. They've yeah. got a queen, and and occasionally she she comes out of the palace, and uh, and they got this prince who seems like he's kind of a jerk. And then they got the, the two kids, and he's really – he's going to take over someday, and the brother, he's out because he's, he's with his wife. He's done with them. Uh, I thought it was interesting when he said, yeah, me and my dad, pff, we don't even talk. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I just I well, he didn't say that. He said it was a period where they he stopped taking his calls. Oh, right. Yeah. Stop taking his yeah. calls. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. He's taking his calls now. But oh, I will is. say this. Now he's taking them. Right. Yeah. Now apparently he said at the end that they, they are. Okay. Um, the 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 other part to me that stood out was when the prince he's Harry, right? Uh, the, is that the Harry? One that was being interviewed. Yeah. Yes, that's Harry. Yeah. Harry. Right. So Harry said, "Yo, man." I didn't want history to repeat itself the way his mom died, you know, like just being hounded by the media and all mm-hmm. the stuff that came with that. So I thought that was interesting too. Now let me ask you this, Scott, mm-hmm. and we can do this on the other side because I'm curious, and I also want to get to um, a big Ram story that we got to hit here coming up in just a second. But I'm going to ask you this. Is there a combination of a host and a guest like this one? That could that you think can get you that kind of number, seventeen to twenty million people watching. LZ, I'd love. I want to get your thoughts on the combination on the other side too. And it could be any walk of life. It could be sports, entertainment, but you got to pair them with the right host, whether it's Oprah or Anderson Cooper, or whoever you want, right? Um, but give me that combo that you think could rival that, just from a like pure media craziness perspective. Okay, Eight, seven, I, I've, I've got one like right. Okay, away. okay, save it. We got to go to break. 877-710-ESPN. we got to pay some bills. 877-710-3776. So give me that on the other side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano, LZ, and Cap. International Women's Day. Make sure you give a nice hug, salute. You know, show some love to the ladies out there. You know, ESPN asked us to all, like, send a tribute to a woman in your life, you know, and I chose my high school debate coach. Okay. Now, does that surprise anybody here, you know? But, yeah, my high school debate coach, Arlene Geshbag, who thought she was so cool, man, but four years of high school debate. That's that's, uh, wow. that's 30 years ago, pal. Wow. Look at that. Sending out love. Shout out. There you go. Shout out. Uh, real quick, the Rams. Mm-hmm. So there's some potential roster upheaval here, okay? So, you know, we, we feel like because they got Matt Stafford, it's like, all right, we're, we're good. And they may be, but there's some potential changes here that are coming. Like Andrew Whitworth's situation is unclear, right? Uh, Michael Brockers allegedly on the trade, blo- bra- uh, trade block. And perhaps even Robert Woods, according to certain reports. And... You know, Scott, Andrew Whitworth and Robert Woods and Brockers, to be honest, all three are very important to their success at the moment, or at least have been recently, sure. But can you ill afford to lose those guys? Well, you know, you started off with, you know, everybody thinks that the Rams got Stafford and, you know, things are going to be good or better than they were. I'm not one of those people. Um, I'm going to have to wait to see it. I know what Matt Stafford has done statistically, but and I also know it's been in a really bad organization. But I'm going to have to see Matthew Stafford lead a team to the postseason. So that's the first part of it. Andrew Whitworth, to me, you got to find a way to keep Andrew Whitworth. He still wants to play. He's one of those freaky guys that even at 40 years old, and yes, there were some injury issues last year, but to me, he's like a Justin Turner. He's a heart and soul kind of guy, and I don't want to get rid of a guy like that. Same goes for Robert Woods for me. Robert Woods is a local product. Um, He's way outperformed what they thought he was going to be. I love him as a player. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like any NFL team, you know, you you get to the end of the season, you say goodbye to everybody because you don't know who's going to be back in the locker room. Sure. But guys like Whitworth uh, and Woods, those are guys I'd like to see stick around. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I thought that uh, when Mike Jones, the third, I believe he's number three, Mm-hmm. Uh, tweeted out that, you know, or at least reported text Matt Stafford that he wanted to come to Detroit now that he was there, that if you're Sean McVay, if you're Les Snead, you, you kind of look at that. And if you do that, that means you got to lose someone that we currently have. Right. So I'm not surprised at all that Robert Woods' name has been floated out there. I obviously don't want to see Robert Woods go. I actually don't want to see any of our guys necessarily go. But at the same time, I also recognize that we don't have a home run hitter. Right. We don't have a guy who can you, – yep. you have the game plan for from the wide receiver's position. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to kind of have that, you know, um, again. And so I'm not surprised at all to see that QB isn't the only position that they're looking at the tweaking. Uh, Sean McVay said as much that everyone's up for, uh, you know, <laughs> evaluation. And anything that this team can do to, to get better, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, look, I think Andrew Whitworth, to your point, Scott, is his value is immeasurable on a lot of fronts. Obviously, he's still really good. But I, I think from a locker room perspective, they lean on him a lot, too. But in the games he didn't play, they played pretty well on the offensive line. And it surprised the hell out of me. That's for sure. Because while their offensive line had played much better 
last year than it had in previous years. It was one of those deals that, okay, but now Whitworth's going to be gone. What's it going to look like? And it looked better than I expected, much better than I expected. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, listen, we could, you and me could sit down and we could, uh, we could play offensive line coach and we could grade the film and we could see what we both come up with. Um, I kind of remember it a little differently, thinking to myself a lot of the time, you know, Whitworth not being there is screwing things up because this guy got to move here and then this guy got to move in there. And so I... Uh, but I blame golf for any of the issues that happened. And I didn't think there were that many. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I, I didn't think there were that many. Um, and then... A guy I'd, like to see the, I'd like to see the Rams keep a guy like Whitworth. I'd be fine with it. Like, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be as distraught as I would have been maybe a year ago is what I'm saying. Well, now right. I feel He's a, a 40-year-old offensive lineman coming off yeah. some injuries. Right, for sure. So, but... And Robert Woods, LZ, to your point, I get it too. Like, he's really good. I don't want him to leave. But there is, you know, he's better. He's got more giddy-up than Cooper Cup for sure. Um, although Cooper, you know, is pretty, is pretty elusive. Um, but there's some duplication there, it feels like. You know, at least a little bit. So I'm with you. If you can get someone that can um, be more of a number one threat and Cooper's like your third down threat, I feel – really good about the passing game in that situation, you know? I, I would lean more personally towards trading Cooper Cup than I would Robert Woods. Um, Cooper Cup has been injured in key moments of the yeah. season. That is but you're not Robert getting as Woods, much. You're not getting as much from because and, of that. And Robert Woods has just been a rock. Right. Just available and yeah. doing whatever's necessary. Blocking, catching the tough passes, running from the backfield. Like Robert, to me, uh, is more valuable so I would try and do an okie doke with Cooper Cup before I give up all the yams with right. Robert Woods. Hmm. But but again, you can get more for Robert Woods, I think. So I don't I think, think that you can that... get very much for either of them, to be honest with you. I mean, I just really? don't think that, you don't yeah, think you can get don't... a second or third rounder for those um, dudes. Oh, I think I mean, you can. Maybe, maybe you might be able to get somebody who who really feels like you know what we need a number two or a number three wide receiver, and this is a yeah. major upgrade. But neither of those guys are ones. They're both kind of twos. You know, and so I just don't two know or threes. They're, yeah, they're slotted right. They need a one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be fascinating to see kind of how all that plays itself out. Real quick, Cap, we were talking before the break about kind of dream pairings for interviews like Oprah and the Royals. So, Cap, I'm going to start with you, LZ. I want I want yours, your, yours as well. I asked you guys for like a dream pairing. Um, so it doesn't have to be just a one-on-one -on -one interview because obviously there was Megan and Harry. Um, but one host and then a, 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 a person or people that are connected in some way, shape, or form. Cap, where are you going? Okay, so remember the, the criteria, what you said here. Oprah had 17 million people watch this interview last Correct. night, right? Okay. Yeah. Because Oprah is great at what she does, and she's got a gigantic brand. And yeah. because there is a fascination with the, the royal family, especially if they're about to say some explosive stuff, right? Yes. I'm going to tell you my dream pairing, but remember, this is, I'm thinking TV producer here, and mm -hmm. let me sell it to you before you guys poo-poo it. You ready? Sure, just fine. Go ahead. Okay, here goes. Howard Stern interviews Donald Trump. Now, let me sell it. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but... Stern talks about this all the time. Before Trump became president, Stern thinks that Trump never really intended to be president, that it was all a goof, that went completely spiraling out of control. And when Trump asked Stern to speak on his behalf at the Republican National Convention, and Stern told him, 
I'm a Hillary Clinton supporter, so this is going back. Right. Trump never spoke to him again. Now, remember, Stern tells the story. He was at Trump's wedding. They knew each other. They were social. They were New York socialites. They, they knew each other. And to hear Stern dig in to Trump, to me, could be a 17 million person audience. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. LZ, who do you got? And unless you ought to poke a hole in, in Scott's theory, because I do think it would get a big audience. Um, I don't know if it would, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I would go with a conversation between Dave Chappelle, uh, Chris Rock, and Eddie Murphy. Ooh. Who's your interviewer, though? They're interviewing each other. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a equal opportunity conversation, almost like a red table with Jada Pinkett. I got, I got you. I like that. I like that. Um, see, it's Boy, by the way, real quick, Stern interviewed Arsenio. And do you guys know that Chappelle was supposed to be in Coming to America? Oh, but, I'm sure he said, hell no, if I can't curse. <laughs> no, no, Ch Chappelle, Chappelle was going to do it. In fact, Chappelle was going to play the character that Arsenio played, you know, the old wise guy, you know, the old yeah. wise man, right? Yeah. That was supposed to be Chappelle, but the shooting schedule was such that Chappelle couldn't make it, and Eddie didn't want to play the character because it took six hours of makeup. So Eddie pushed it on Arsenio, and then Eddie said, <laughs> Eddie said, well, oh, you know man. what? We want to put Chappelle in the movie. Just have Chappelle do it. So they gave it to Chappelle, but because Chappelle couldn't show up, Arsenio got stuck doing that role. <laughs> Oh, man. That's poor Arsenio, man. That's terrible. I like that idea, LZ. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'll what tell you mine got? on the other I, I'll tell you mine on the other side because we got a break. We're we're up against it. So uh plus we got what you need to know in between. Uh <laughs> and uh so I'll give you mine on the other side. And from a sports perspective, we do have some stuff for you. Uh Trevor Bauer making some waves already. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few moments. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes, seven ten ESPN.